0: Greek insurance is struggling. It's not where it should be. You see that the majority of Ghanaians operate in the informal sector and it is a challenge. It is easy for insurance companies to insure people who wear coat and tie. It's a very worrying situation. We need to be sure that the money in the common pool is enough to pay the claims and the
1: expenses and that is the only way the insurance companies will be strong to do that. Deputy Insurance Commissioner For insurance, Michael Ando spoke at the second day of the CIIG AGM and educational conference, which is underway in the eastern region. This year's conference had a sub-theme, quality of underwriting and claims handling, and its impact on underwriting profit now today is day one of the joy news habitat fair and if there's anything that you need to know about your house and project building materials home accessories and many more you have to be at the fair patrons have over the years enjoyed numerous discounts deals and bonus packages this year is no exception as vendors have already disclosed some mouth-watering deals that they'll be giving to patrons take a listen
2: At the fair, we're literally engaging, we're giving coupons uh, at the fair. We did this at Wager uh, and a little bit at Achimota as well. Uh, An opportunity for people to buy our cement at a price that
0: is absolutely insane. Anyone who visits our stand, um, we have exciting uh, exciting promotion, especially on the Vodafone One Family package. We will do your installation for free without you paying for the installation. When you come there, we are also a offering a 50% discount on installation for aluminum sheets. So in a case where you buy our aluminum sheet,
1: we we are willing to give you 50% discount the discount list goes on and on. So please make a date and make sure that you visit the Accra International Conference Center where the fair is going on as we speak. The Habitat Fair is from today till Sunday and from tomorrow and Sunday it will open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Now settler farmers in the western north region said are set to be encroaching on forest reserves in their quest to expand their cocoa farms. Reserves like Biara and others are gradually being lost to cocoa farming at the expense of crop cultivation amid climate change concerns, even though Ghana in 2017 committed to producing deforestation free cocoa under the Cocoa Forest Initiative. In today's business journal, Nanaya Ojima um, traveled to Joaboso Forest District to investigate the phenomenon and government intervention put in place to halt the deforestation happening there.
3: For my four farms, I could get at least 75
0: bags,
1: but in recent years, I struggled to get 20 bags.
2: Deforestation is a factor.
3: Nana Ewaba 4 owns four separate cocoa farms, Abrakofe and Banzain are communities sitting on the flanks of the Crocosia Hills Forest Reserve. Cocoa farming is the major agricultural activity for residents. In 2011, Ghana produced 1 million tons of cocoa, the highest in the country's history. Production has since dropped, despite efforts to leverage earnings from the commodity. Statistics from Business Data Platform, Statista, shows a steady rise in cocoa production to 900,000 tons, in 2018 and 2019 year, from 740,000 tonnes in 2014-2015. Even though government intervention contributed to the rise, illegal expansion of admitted farms is fingered as a contributing factor. Forest researcher Ruth Mallison speaks of the dangers deforestation pose to climate change.
1: We continue to cut down... The rainforest at the same rate um, that we are doing, uh, it will contribute to, to, to
3: climate change. Consumers of cocoa products across the world are shunning from cocoa produced from farms contributing to deforestation, forcing cocoa buyers to take key interest in the issue. Frank Ochoa is compliance supervisor in charge of environment at Kuyapa Cocoa.
0: Every farmer within Kuyapa Cocoa has all his or her farms mapped and then we will impose that on the national maps of the protected areas. And we are even trying to support our farmers improve upon their their, their soil instead of going to into even forests. The Forestry Commission
3: is partnering with and University of Science and Technology on ways to restore depleting forest reserves together with other five African countries the Forest 2020 project seeks to restore up to 300 million hectares of tropical forests. The Forest 2020 project is being financed by United Kingdom Space Agency through University of Edinburgh, University of Leicester and Kabumap. The project, partly financed by Ecometrica, is adopting modern technology to map tropical forests. Dr. Winston Adams Asante is lecturer at KNUST.
2: So one of the good things we explored under Forest 2020 is to pursue freely available imagery, remote sensing, and see how we can turn them around and then use it to separate cocoa from forest and be able to also separate the tropical forest itself from the rest of the cultivated areas, which then provides a strong basis to now detect encroachments.
3: Periodically, the map will be reviewed to track changes in land use. Head of Mapping and GIS Unit of the Forestry Commission, Mohamed Yakubu, says the map will be made available to all interested
1: parties. So if Tuton or any other company hooks on onto the EU lab platform, they will see where the cocoa farms are. If the cocoa farms, where he's buying his beans, is coming from the forest, the map will show.
3: Researchers say developing the map alone will not bring finality to deforestation. Dr. Immanuel Echampong is head of silviculture and Forest Management at KNUST.
0: Engage the communities, looking at what is of their interest, um, getting them to buy into what we are doing, and daily the activities that we are doing to protect the forest should be involved. The
3: project will also focus on separating mangroves and tree crops landscapes, from the forest, which is always learned together.
1: And that's all that we have for you by way of the Joy Business Report at One. Just to remind you that the Bank of Ghana has kept its key lending rate, that's the policy rates, at 16%, and also we. I remind you that the Joy News Habitat Fair has opened at the Accra International Conference Centre. Ensure that you pass through as long as you have a dream to build that home or that house of yours. Have a good afternoon. My name is Norvan Akwa Heford.
4: Where are you? Bossman, I'm at the bank. Really? But your car is in front
1: of your house. Bro, my bank or my phone, Charlie? Oh, how? EcoBank, bro. With EcoBank mobile app, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just checked my account balance, paid my school fees, and sent money to my grandma at Wale Wale. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Masa, just download the EcoBank mobile app from the Google Play Store or the App Store or dial star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager,
2: manager.
1: Whether to pay bills or fees. To check account statements, send money across Ghana, abroad and more, Echobank Mobile app has got it covered. Echobank Mobile, making everyday people live everyday lives the EcoBank way. EcoBank, the Pan-African bank.
4: Throw your sports news, in the locker room.
3: Hello, I'm Sarah Mulcairn's host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the very best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Ado Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM.
5: Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Ado Jr.
6: European action in the midweek has set the tone for football action to come this weekend. Fans have a good appreciation of what their teams are made up of and managers and players alike are finding their levels ahead of a busy weekend.
4: What a moment for Ross Barkley. It's Barkley. Oh, he struck the crossbar. Extraordinary. Chelsea given a lifeline after the handball by Daniel Vest, which went to VAR. And after a long wait, Chelsea got their penalty, but now they've missed their penalty. It's a win for Valencia in West London. Transmitting. He hits the ball right-footed. Goal kick by Edvin. Had a touch, but that's the goal. And a bit of relief now for Ancelotti. Minutes remaining. Jordan Van Dijk is back, and United's in. Napoli, Argento open up their Champions League campaign with a famous victory.
6: Real Madrid are easily on the chopping board after 3-0 loss to Paris Saint-Germain. Zidane slightly caught up in the web after a swell of rumours and counter-rumours in pre-season. Injuries have rocked the boat, but fans are beginning to question the commitment of the manager and his signings. So we ask, what has gone wrong for Madrid?
4: And it's Valencia who've gone in front. Rodrigo, Chelsea defensively caught cold. Jimenez! Jimenez leaped. I'm not sure he got the final touch. I think Javier. Be Munier, Bernat, the other fullback, that's a Munier. How about that for a splendid goal? Attacking fullbacks—they toyed with Real Madrid and then they finished them off. Even if we can play a match, it wasn't a good performance in terms of our play. But we can't be so lacking in intensity as we were tonight. We
7: were overrun in midfield and it was tough for us throughout the game
5: yes we started quite well
7: but we were overrun in
6: midfield and we
7: didn't play with intensity
6: tasks do not get any easier for the battered Madrid up next is a trip to Sevilla in La Liga and we previewed that game alongside Barcelona VRL also games in the Italian Serie A French R, and the German Bundesliga in England the tests for Frank Lampard's experimental Chelsea go up a notch with a visit to last season's runners up.
4: Henderson kicked it, must be a goal, In the goal for Liverpool, scored by Sadio Mane. Five minutes into the second half, Liverpool pressed for the breakthrough and they've got the breakthrough. That's a fantastic second goal! Unbelievable strike from the Egyptian! My word! That flew like a rocket from 25 yards far into the top left-hand corner. Liverpool two
6: Chelsea 0. Chelsea welcome Liverpool to the Stamford Bridge in a standout fixture of the weekend. And we ask if Lampard's lavishly paid young men can come out of this and skate. Champions Manchester City after the loss to Norwich seek redemption against Watford. Arsenal face Aston Villa. Manchester United travel to West Ham. Analysis ahead. Also coming up, Formula
4: One. It's lights out and away we go. Leclerc gets away well. How brilliantly he won his spot. 2019 Italian Grand Prix. You've
6: done it. We're in Singapore this weekend. The Drivers' and Constructors' Championship still remain in the firm grips of Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. However, with the Brits now 63 points ahead of his teammate Bottas and the team 154 points, clear of the nearest rivals Ferrari, is Singapore's physically demanding track the best place for Vettel to make amends? Or is it Max Verstappen's chance to take the fight to Lewis Hamilton instead? Head to our Facebook page, George slash 907, WhatsApp line 244 340437 or tweet us at we and reacting to our questions of the day. We'll be in Japan for updates from the ongoing Rugby World Cup, and in China for the latest from the Guangzhou Open. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sports. Hello from me, George Ander Jr., and welcome to Preview Friday.
7: Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room
6: with George Addo Jr. And a good welcome to you wherever you are. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Remember that you can send us your messages on our WhatsApp line 244 Preview Friday just begun. And I've got a wonderful question up there on our Facebook page. Simple. Should we blame Zidane Zidane for the walls of Real Madrid at the moment? And I'm, I'm very sure... Already have got close to 60 messages. We'll be reading them on the show. And we'll give you the opportunity on today's show to call and tell us what you think if you're a Real Madrid fan. So it's a big fan. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show coming up for you as well. Um, Yes, we'll be keeping our tabs on what happens in the Chan qualifier between Black Stars B and Burkina Faso. Remember, Ghana has missed out all uh, the last two editions of the Chan qualifier championship and we're hoping that uh, at least this weekend uh, they can get a, a very, very good foot right ahead of the Bokanabe, so they can qualify uh, for the event next year. More coming up then. We'll have to start with Formula 1 here on the show.
7: Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Allo Jr.
4: Ooh, lock up from Lewis Hamilton goes on into the runoff area at that it's first chicane. What well, they're already cheering in the grandstands for that one and it has cost him second Lewis Hamilton after putting the pressure on Charles Leclerc to make mistakes has now made one himself. I think that releases Valtteri Bottas uh, into a very handy position there on his fresh t- pressure tyres.
2: So hunting now
4: That he did, he just needed a good exit out of that chicane, and then the chance. He can see the celebration starting. He's got one more corner, the famous Parabolica to go. Mercedes threw everything at him today. Charles Leclerc has come brilliantly. He won in Spa, he wins in Monza. Charles Leclerc is the winner of the 2019 Italian Grand Prix.
6: So, from the one next, and the thrilling races keep coming thick and fast in a season that looked destined to be labelled a dud not so long ago. Following on from his mating from Formula 1 victory in Belgium a week earlier, Charles Leclerc managed to do what only Lewis Hamilton has achieved so far this year, win back-to-back races. Now, the trip to Asia would either be a shot at redemption for some drivers or a chance to build on the great performance from the previous outing at Monza. For Vettel, looking for a much-needed boost of confidence, his record at the 11th Grand Prix held, in singapore is not it's not too shabby the german is tied with luis hamilton on four wins and four pole positions at the marina bay with three victories secured consecutively between 2011 and 2013 during his successful time at red bull so let's get a bit of perspective and joining me is raymond yamador ray thanks for your time on the show and can you spare a few words for the electric charlotte claire of course he's won back-to-back races with part to add
8: well, George, absolutely fantastic races we've seen from Charles Leclerc. It's been phenomenal. At this, in, 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 in this season championship, we've seen him show glimpses of brilliance. We saw him in Bahrain, we saw him in Baku. He showed glimpses of brilliance, but he never really got there. But this time around, when he got that SF90 tailor-made for Monza and Spa, he made us believe that, look, it's one to consider for the future. Definitely, the, the chassis was good enough for the race, and the driver himself showed a lot of experience showed a lot of resilience, showed a lot of mental toughness to actually see how these two races of it, down to the brilliance of that chassis, the, the, the horsepower of that Ferrari chassis, it's really top-notch, and Charles Leclerc actually made us feel that, look, it's definitely the go-to man for, for for Ferrari this time around, and, you know, George, he definitely told us a big story about Sebastian Vettel, because he was the man supposed to lead the life of Ferrari, but The young chap took advantage of the machine and actually, you know, made a good case for himself. And for that win in Monza, for the first time since 2010, for Ferrari to actually win a race, I think that this young man is destined for the top.
6: So is there any response on the offing for Sebastian Vettel? His mistakes have grown from slips to rookie. Will Singapore save him?
8: Well, George, you look at the mistake at Monza and, you know, that, that unbelievable spin by Sebastian Vettel and how he actually even tried to continue the race you know, ignoring the, the infringement rules, ignoring the fact that you know there were other drivers who were actually going in there, he was supposed to allow them to actually go before him, and how he even tried to get into you know the, the back onto the track. It was quite shocking from Sebastian Vettel, and it clearly tells us the story about Sebastian Vettel this season. The driver has lost a lot of confidence, he clearly is looking very frustrated, and you know, the performance of Charles Leclerc definitely doesn't help him because it's actually pointing to his frailties, it's pointing to you know his struggles. and definitely i don't think that sebastian veto is in the right state of mind at this point and it's looking very much like he may not just be able to replicate his red bull form at the singapore grand prix and the last time he won was in 2015 you know when racing for ferrari but i still think that you know his his yards of himself his yards of the quality we used to see from sebastian veto and george despite winning at singapore four times it's going to be very very difficult and let's not forget that ferrari themselves are not fancy to win this one because, you know, at maximum downforce, you know very well that, you know, this circuit doesn't favor Ferrari. And, you know, the tight 90-degree corners, you know, need a lot more aerodynamics to actually balance the chassis before you can actually get a good turn or, you know, get a speedy exit. And so all these doesn't go in favor of Ferrari simply because this is a very, very, very slow circuit. And so with all these things going against Ferrari and, you know, the driver himself not being in the right place, at at this point. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for Sebastian Vettel to get anything out of Singapore.
6: Who do you see winning the Singapore Grand Prix? Keeping in mind, Red Bull's Verstappen will be in and very charged, and I think, maybe very ready to respond to Charles Leclerc's successes lately.
8: Well, George, the Singapore Grand Prix, you know, the the Marina Bay circuit, Marina Bay street circuit, is a very difficult racing ground, and it's the slowest in the Formula 1 calendar. And we all know how you know there are lots of very tight corners on this circuit. And so, you know, a lot of aerodynamic balance comes into play. And that is where Mercedes are very, very strong. Because, you know, you actually need a very strong balance. You need good traction and you need good braking to actually navigate those steps perfectly and actually have those speedy exits. And so, you know, in terms of the downforce, everything plays in favor of Mercedes. And then I would possibly add uh, Red Bull, whose chances are very strong when it comes to traction you know, and breaking as well. And so, you know, it's looking very much like this is a race that we're actually not going to see Ferrari do well. And if you actually listen to Toto Wolff over the weekend, Toto Wolff says that, look, Mercedes are the team to beat when it comes to Singapore. And we all know Lewis Hamilton's form. He's actually won there on four occasions as well. And he's hoping to make it third in a row. He won it last year, he won it last two years. And so, he'll be hoping to win it one more time. So, it's looking very much like um, Mercedes should dominate this one. But let's not forget that Max Verstappen in the last two races in Singapore has been able to make it to the front row. He's been on the front row in the last two races. So we can expect a lot from uh, Max Verstappen as well because we also saw his poor performance in the last two races at far and Monza. He actually struggled in those races. So Max Verstappen should give them some competition. He should add some competition to this one for Mercedes. But, George, you look at Valtteri Bottas, you look at, you know, um, Louis Hamilton, and you look at the form of Mercedes, and you know that their chances definitely should be dominating in Singapore. So, George, I think that this is going to be a race for Mercedes just like we said Monza was going to be for Ferrari Spa was going to be for Ferrari this is the circuit that favours Mercedes very very well and I think that we are going to see Mercedes dominance in this race
6: Finally Raymond what are your predictions for podium finishes?
8: Well George I see a 1-2 for Mercedes and possibly um, we see um, Verstappen coming in with a good race I think that we are going to see Verstappen you know, give us a very good race, like we saw, you know, in our last, our last two races before the break. I think that Vettel should give us a good race because Red Bull themselves are, are very good when it comes to the circuits, and Vettel actually epitomised that in 2011, 2012, 2013. And so, we should expect tougher competition from Red Bull this time around rather than Ferrari. I don't think that Charles Leclerc and uh, Sebastian Vettel have a chance in this one. So, one, two, four Mercedes, and possibly Max Verstappen coming in third.
6: Raymond Yamada with Analysis Formula Formula One, of course, uh, Singapore Grand Prix. And we'll be bringing you all the updates, we'll be bringing you the stories. And of course, um, if you've not been watching the official show of Formula One, viewing Ghana or Formula One, yeah, Ghana viewing or viewing Ghana, yes, Formula One, (laughs) viewing Gh, look, you have to. Watch out. It's uh, lights out. And we'll be bringing you the Formula One party in Ghana as they watch and uh, give us everything in terms of the reactions as we talk about the Singapore Grand Prix. So that's all good. But of course, uh, our question of the day, really buzzing with loads of your comments coming through. I'll be reading a bit. Let me see if I can do one or two of that. Okay, yes, let's, let's do this. Uh, this is coming in from Nana Kweku Ajemai. Our question is, should we blame in Zidane for the walls of Real Madrid and you know Real Madrid are having issues it almost highlighted in midweek after losing to Paris Saint-Germain by three goals to nil that's a Paris Saint-Germain side without uh, Ed- Edison Cavani without Kylian Mbappe and of course without uh, Neymar and they are up against Sevilla this weekend so Nana Jemandua says George when he was winning trophies with the same team he received the praises alone so yes it's thousand percent fair to blame him Abubakar Abdul Razak says he had all the time to improve. Uh, there's a lot happening under our nose. I think he made a bad choice of going back to Real Madrid. It looks like the second coming, maybe the only one we can be sure about is the second coming of Christ. All the second comings have had issues with them. Now, Johnson says, yes, he's to be blamed. Yes, you succeeded with all these top guys. So it's cool to put your trust in them. But they won out and you had to get the chance uh, to get them out there. He's mentioning the names. Indobeli Ericsson, Van de Beek. All you said was Pogba you should now be regarding uh, the Manu-Madrid relationship is totally broken. Bale's situation was bad and it's affected them too. No tactical discipline. This midfield is just poor should have allowed Varane to go in there, Charlie. Now, he's having a bit of banter down there as well. Ebuacqua says he should never have returned to the club. They need a coach like Mourinho to reduce the number of goals. They keep you know, conceding. <laughs> Without CR7, that team is an average team. So, we know Jose Mourinho is in the background uh, for all of this happening. The question is, will Zidane be around by Christmas? Now, in K says, he shouldn't have returned to Madrid because it looks gloomy ahead of him and may dent his glittering successes at the club. So, wow. Leslie Kenny Ate says, <laughs> okay, we're on. You wanted to know the time of the show, but we are on. And it's good to let us know what your comment is. Now, Mousy Kofi says, for a part of the team really is in total crisis and Zidane has done nothing you know he's actually been caught in the moment of time so he's made a big mistake Justice knee, a boy says why not senior? it was um, fair for us to credit him for winning three Champions League titles after Ancelotti and Co. left behind a solid team we can equally blame him for what's happening at the moment now Ebenezer Bakun says George I think the problem is the board and how they left Navas Kelo Navas for Coutoie that's the biggest mistake that they, they did four times. Champions League winner uh, and Courtois, look at the number of goals he has considered already. It's amazing that starts. Now, Ebim Dancer Dancer says, yes, of course, who did the preseason? Who did players' recruitment? Why did he sell uh, Kelo Navas, you know, knowing well Courtois is useless? He should resign and go. Moses Wintermas says, very fair to all who put a blame on him. Uh, Ansar Elam says why not he made a big mistake by coming back to coach Real Madrid who does that what is this and, of course, he's yet to achieve. There's nothing he can achieve with a team that's usually are saying. Now, Taya Karachi says that, yes, if he keeps on using Hazard at the left wing, he will be a flop. Give him a free roll. Courtois should be benched. I hate nonsense. Well, uh, Fifi Amo Wilson says the timing wasn't good for him to come back. Simply as that. Uh, or simple as that. Now, Akin's from says look at how he's even treating Mariano Diaz. Check his goal per ratio per game since returning to Real. Oh my God, lots of messages. I'll be going through all of them. Let me do David Br- Brunia, uh, David Buena and move on. It says, football followers don't learn at all. This downward slope of the graph is normal. When anything reaches its peak, it will begin to fall. You don't need to blame coaches. It happens to so many clubs. And no team is above the law of diminishing returns. Manchester United, AC Milan, Inter Milan have all seen it. Also, no coach should be boasting of fixing it soon or receive a shock sack. It's a good time now to hear from the BBC's John Bennett and the BBC Joy Sports two-way series. Quite a number of issues we touched on as we look forward to a special weekend in the English Premier League. Sean, for your time this weekend, and let's begin with the midweek European action and the Champions League exposed some frailties of the 13-time champions, Real Madrid. Of course, match day one is not enough for any analysis around how far a team can go, but are the consents of Madrid fans justified following the performance against Paris Saint-Germain?
7: I still think they'll get to the last 16, but, but I, there are some massive concerns. I, I mean, I, I watched this game in full... And PSG completely dominated, completely outclassed Real Madrid, who were never in the game. Uh, they, they didn't have a shot on target if you don't count the two disallowed goals. Karim Benzema and Gareth Bale both found the back of the net, but the, the goals were rightly disallowed. If you don't count them, then Real Madrid did not have a shot on target, which is incredible when you think they had Eden Hazard on the pitch. They had Karim Benzema, Gareth Bale, Tony Crows. You could continue all these quality players. And, and the subs who came on as well, all of them proven winners uh, at this level, very expensive players, and it, it was a really worrying performance. I mean, you have to praise PSG, particularly in midfield. They won the midfield battle. Idrissa Gay was fantastic. Marco Verratti was fantastic, but Real Madrid just weren't at the races. And the, the pressure is on Zidane, Zidane. make no mistake. He, he rejoined the club in March. There have been problems behind the scenes in terms of the players he's wanted to bring in that haven't arrived, like Paul Pogba, the players that Real Madrid's hierarchy wanted to sign but didn't sign because Zinedine Zidane didn't want them, like Donny van der Beek, the Ajax midfielder. So some real worries, and October, November, I wouldn't be surprised if Zinedine Zidane is sacked. Jose Mourinho is in the background, without a job at the moment, you could see them returning to Jose Mourinho. Massive game for Real Madrid this weekend against Sevilla. Former Real Madrid boss Julian Lopetegui in charge of Sevilla. That's a huge test for Real Madrid. And then after that, they've got Atletico Madrid as well. So uh, a
6: massive couple of weeks coming up for Z- Zinedine Zidane. Still in Madrid, John, Thibaut Couture has received a lot of flak from supporters. His performances lately have not been good. What's wrong in your opinion? And would Hazard eventually give Madrid fans what they want?
7: Yeah, Thibault Courtois it just hasn't clicked, has it, for him? Uh, I, I'm not sure he's a favourite with the fans as well because of his Atletico Madrid connections. It just hasn't clicked. I, I think the fans were, were supportive of Navas and Navas has now gone to PSG. Alphonse Areola has arrived at Real Madrid and he's a good goalkeeper. He could put Thibault Courtois under some pressure if Courtois continues to make errors. And it's errors that we didn't see when, when he was at Chelsea or Atletico Madrid. He's gone from being one of the best goalkeepers in the world to not being really talked about when we talk about Ter Stegen and De Gea and Neuer. It's been a poor, poor last six months for, for Thibaut Courtois. So some work to do there. Eden Hazard, yeah, I think we will see the best of him. You have to give him time. He's played in the Premier League for seven years. Now he's in La Liga. He had injury problems. He only made his first start against PSG. He'll have to be given time. Trouble is, Real Madrid fans, they're not patient at all. So, he'll have to set the ground running, but it's very difficult in a team that's underperforming.
6: Premier League snap next, John. Chelsea boss Frank Lampard faces a stand test in the weekend's headline against Liverpool. After watching the Blues on Tuesday against Valencia, how will they fare against Klopp's troops?
7: Well, you can assess Chelsea from the performance on Tuesday. I thought they were unlucky against Valencia. Uh, They they should have got a draw from that game. Obviously, the missed penalty cost them. They could have won it as well. It was a poor goal to concede. Or you can judge them on their performance last weekend against Wolves when they were superb. Tammy Abraham was wonderful. Mason Mount as well played really well. May miss out this weekend because of injury. But I think there are many reasons to be hopeful if you're a Chelsea fan. I still think they're in a massive battle to get in the top four. Manchester United, Chelsea and Arsenal... I think we'll be battling it out for that excuse me for that fourth spot Tottenham as well aren't totally convincing so I still think they're in for a long hard season to try and get into that top 4 but there are reasons to be cheerful and really good news this week that Callum Hudson-Odoi has signed a new contract that shows you that the young players talented young players have faith in Frank Lampard that the owners at the club have faith in the project of using young players Frank Lampard's philosophy. So th- there will be some bumps in the road for Chelsea, and maybe this weekend they will lose against Liverpool. I think a draw would be a good result. But longer term, I-, I still still think there are reasons to be positive. And you talk to Chelsea fans, they are loving this season. They they really connect with this team. They feel the team has an identity. There's a Chelsea DNA with these players, and, and that's something that I-, I think will really help the supporters to connect with the with the squad and Frank Lampard again.
6: Still with Chelsea and some fans, as crazy as it may seem, are finding it difficult to accept Genuinely Lampard's comment about Ross Barkley being the main penalty taker. Well, how bizarre is it to have your number one sports kick taker on the bench more often? It was a bizarre situation
7: because Ross Barkley is the designated penalty taker in the Chelsea team. I don't think he's the best penalty taker, by the way, in that, in that side. So he was on the bench. So the penalty takers against Valencia who started the game were Jorginho and Willian. I think Jorginho is the best penalty taker. Uh, Rob Green, the former Chelsea goalkeeper, was with the club last season, former England goalkeeper, was here in the BBC studios a couple of days ago and he was saying that Jorginho is by far the best penalty taker uh, who he faced in training at Chelsea. And that so that's bizarre that Ross Barkley has been given the, the penalty-taking duties. The second bizarre thing was the argument that went on or debate that went on just before Ross Barkley stepped up. Jorginho thought about taking the penalty then stepped away and wished him well then Willian got involved and his behaviour was out of order for me he started tying his shoelaces in front of um, Ross Barkley it would have definitely put Ross Barkley off Willian was just invading his personal space before the penalty was taken Ross Barkley misses it and I'm sure things were said in the dressing room afterwards I have no issue with the players deciding who takes the penalties because you want the confident player to take it but We are seeing more and more these arguments before penalties, so perhaps Frank Lampard has to step in now.
6: So let's talk about the champions, Manchester City, who had more than a scare after their loss to Norwich City last weekend. The microscope all of a sudden has been placed on Pep's defence, with Aymeric Laporte out for some time. The defence managed a clean sheet, though, against Shakhtar midweek, but how much will City miss Laporte in crucial games to come?
7: I think he's a massive miss. Nicolas Otamendi is the only recognised senior centre-back, but Fernandinho, what a player he is. He stepped in against Shakhtar and played wonderfully well. What the pundits are saying that I've been speaking to, the former footballers have been saying, right, now the thing to do when you play Manchester City is try to get crosses in, because that's where Fernandinho will struggle, coping with heading the ball away. The thing is, against Manchester City, it's very difficult to get into good crossing positions because City will dominate possession. It's very difficult to dictate attacking moves against Manchester City. Yes, we saw Norwich do it, but that was a flash in the pan. That won't happen often this season. So I think they will cope without him. Obviously, it's not ideal to miss Laporte, to miss John Stones. I think they will cope without them. Fernandinho stepping in will do well but th- there are a couple of chinks in the armour and maybe they may drop points a bit over the next five or six weeks and Liverpool could take advantage
6: finally John let's talk about the new handball rule which clearly acts a number of football fans and pandits really nothing we can do about the law of the season but why is it so good or so bad
7: well I-, I guess George you're referring to the Gareth Bale incident Gareth Bale scored what would have been one of the goals of the Champions League season against PSG brought the ball down, juggled it, couple of keepy up his volley over the goalkeeper, lobbing the goalkeeper, and the the goal was ruled out by the video assistant referee, uh, by Anthony Taylor as well, going over to the screen because it brushed his arm, and that that is a frustration, isn't it? That this the handball rule is stopping a goal like that. Did Gareth Bale really, did, did that help him to control the ball? I'm not too sure. So, in, in the other side of the pitch we're getting more and more penalties given aren't we for handball in, in the box and goals ruled out as well we saw that um, Wolves against Leicester a goal was ruled out I think it was Bully wasn't it who scored the goal and it was ruled out because it brushed a player's hand just before he scored it is frustrating I, I just think we're going to have to get used to it they won't make any changes this season but perhaps let's see how it goes across the whole season and then potentially make changes at the end of the season I don't think we should get too bogged down with it yet. Let's, let's wait to see more games. Let's wait to see how things pan out for the rest of the season.
6: Well, the BBC, John Bennett there in the Joy Sports BBC Two-Way Series. Of course, we look forward to uh, the other games to come. Yes, yeah, Arsenal up against Aston Villa. We know Manchester United have to play against West Ham United. And here there's Chelsea versus Liverpool. But let's talk about the bigger games to look forward to. We have a Roman Madrid topic shortly. We'll have a discussion. We'll activate our phone lines. We'll give you a chance to call in We'll read your messages that are flooding in at the moment. Uh, Real Madrid fans really have got very active this afternoon and it's fine. Our question is, is it fair to blame Zidane for all the woes? And we'll be finding out from you on that. But let's check out right now uh, the big games to come. Yes, there's Real Madrid vs Sevilla, there's Barcelona vs VRL. What else? Here's Choice Sports, Moses Yeboah.
5: There's little doubt about the game in Serie A this weekend as the Milan derby rolls around. These two sides are both under new management as Inter Milan head into this one as the league leaders. But could their perfect start be by AC Milan who are finally getting their act together? The pair have big ambitions this season which will be put to the test in this game. After throwing away a 2-0 lead in midweek, Juventus return to league action looking to put things right in their home clash with Verona and Napoli take on Lecce. Sevilla who are the early La Liga leaders. After winning three and drawing one of their opening four league games, face their first huge test of the campaign with a clash at home against Real Madrid, Los Blancos recognize this is a huge test for them and indeed they have lost their last three trips to the stadium and it comes just four days after their trip to Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League. Atletico Madrid who are second will welcome Celta Vigo and newly promoted Granada face the ultimate test against champions Barcelona. Bayern Munich return to Bundesliga action against lowly Cologne at the Allianz Arena on Saturday, pitting the team in 4th against the side 4th from bottom. This match is a rare one for Bayern given that their opponents are one of the few clubs against whom they have won less than half of the fixtures they have played against them. League leaders RB Leipzig hope to continue the unbeaten start to the season when they face Werder Bremen and 2nd place Dortmund travel to Antrang Frankfurt. PSG pulled off an incredible performance on Wednesday as they beat Real Madrid 3-0 at home. But they will have to refocus after such a high, as they now have an extremely testing trip to Olympic Lyon. And in the Premier League, the pick of the fixtures is at Stamford Bridge, where Chelsea, who are yet to win at home in all competitions, take on league leaders Liverpool. Arsenal will host Aston Villa. Manchester United play West Ham away. Leicester hosts Spurs, and City face Watford. Moses Yeboa. And of course, uh, we'll be looking
6: forward to all those games. Remember, we've got the game. Chelsea versus Liverpool at the Stamford Bridge, live here on Joy 99.7 FM on Sunday on the Sports Arena. So, six months ago, Citizen Zidane was all smiles as he talked about being very happy to be home after returning as Real Madrid boss. But the smile has long vanished following real stuttering starts to the season, which has heightened the pressure on the French man. Now, having been held by Real Valladolid and, of course, at the Benibout, and at VRL in La Liga, well, crumbled excuse, to a 3-0 defeat against Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League on Wednesday. Is Zidane, who appeared bulletproof after leading Real to three Champions League triumphs between 2016 and 2018 on the brink? And just yes, who would replace him, even if that is any plausible?
4: Turn from That's a super finish. Automatic instinct.
7: My initial reaction isn't good. We're not pleased with the display. It wasn't a good performance in terms of our play. Game
5: Di Maria. He's done it again. Even better than his first strike. The former
4: red.
7: We started quite well, but we were overrun in midfield, and we didn't play with intensity. When that happened, it's very tough. Burn
4: Bernat, the other fullback, back to eight. How about that for a splendid goal? For me, it was a strange decision that he came back yes. anyway. Why? Stay a legend. Attacking fullbacks—they toyed with Real Madrid, and then they finish them off.
6: Yes, time to get into the discussion right now, though. Yeah, on the show, and I had to do a little bit of a messages because, come on. Lots of messages here. Eddie Aikis is in the studio. Eddie, how are you doing this afternoon, though? Fine, thank you, George. A- and it's good to have Godfrey Dam- Damte. Yeah. Yes. Labby, how are you doing, Godfred? I'm doing great, George. Okay, good, guys. Let's let's just check out on the fans who are sending us messages. And, of course, we'll activate the phone lines in the last five minutes of the show. So get yourselves ready. You can write the number down. 0302-216-541. Guys, now, here is Joseph Abongo favored. Now, he says, for me, he can't be blamed. The team needs rebuilding. And rebuilding takes time. <coughs> Any manager on this planet who will replace him now will suffer similar crisis. Kweku three says he received all the accolades when CR was doing all the work. Uh, Farouk Headliner says, Who else should be blamed? I mean, he had all the Arsenal he wanted except Pogba. This man can only be good if CR is around. <laughs> now, Nene Bugbulu oh, uh, says, Well, uh, it's an interesting one there. He's actually asking a big question about whether things are going the way we expect it to. Uh, Amadou Benjamin says that not at all. This one, God and his things. Oh, eh, you are blaming God for this one. It's time. Now, last Crystal Bannerman says, yes, he has to be blamed. Shadrock German bought says, Zidane is not the problem. It started after Ronaldo's exit. And Madrid needs players like Pogba, Neymar and one great striker who has similar quality to Ronaldo before Madrid can rise again if not Madrid will sink to the deepest Moro Amoroso Salifu says yes because he's tactically bankrupt Joseph Blair says I was against his comeback in the first place Mohamed Nuruddin says yes he is the one to be blamed Nana Kodrasanti he shouldn't have come back at all Kamal Baker McKenzie says why did Navas go Kotoa is useless Kofi Kin look at how he's treating Bale <laughs> Derek Preacher is Dark, come on, forget about the guy. Uh, Nicholas Coleman says he's in charge, so him Nana Kwame, country boy, says he shouldn't have returned in the first place. Junior says, You know more, so come and answer him. <laughs> Calling his friend out there. Just this final one before we get into the analysis. Well, Dela uh, Della Savior says, Apportioning all the blame to Sudan is done by nervousness in football. Have the players changed their mentality about uh, the fact that they were playing with Cristiano Ronaldo before and he's no more on the team? You see crosses from the wings into Real Madrid's opposition box, but no one, especially the forwards, are there to finish off um, those crossing or those scoring chances like Ronaldo was. Benzema hasn't chanced, and this is a long one coming from Della. It will be good to have you on the show. But let's get into it right now. And as um, you start with you at the I think it will be fair to, can we comfortably say then, Sedan is struggling with his job at the moment? Because remember that this notion fell flat in his face when he was still winning Champions Leagues because he was struggling in the in, in, in Liga. Can we now say he's got a big problem?
2: George, I don't think that notion fell flat in its face. And, yeah. and, 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 and it's good you brought in Zidane 1.0 and, and, and when he was struggling in the league and when Madrid were conceding left, right, centre and even had to uh, scrape through uh, to win the, the, the Champions League final. Yeah. It tells you that the team was in decline before... Zidane exited and so uh, he, he, he really would be a part of the problem than a part of the solution. Mm. Now he left a team that was not on the app. He left a team with declining players. He, he, was, he was supposed to mix mm. experience and youth but during his time in Zidane 1.0 he relied heavily on the experienced mm. players and, 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 and really left the team uh, in, in, in a very bad state. Now mm. 2.0 he comes yeah. and he comes he walks into a different type of job which is a more transitional job to 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 take the madrid team a step further mm. to face off a generation yeah. and start a new one how does he start it he starts by fighting players in, in preseason and, <laughs> and 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 by and by that i mean Garrett bill mm. openly yeah. fighting that and that really defeats that man management tag yeah that he had before, he had before. and yeah. it got everyone asking is this really Zidane who managed that, that that Madrid dressing room so well and he looked like he was on a coalition course with, with, with Gary Bale now Bale doesn't leave the team keeps on conceding and, and, and mind you Mad- Madrid were conceding in pre-season. They conceded seven from Atletico. And so that problem has been there. Mm. Zidane was brought in to find solutions. Now, when he came in, he promised a personnel change and a change of system. He got some personnel in, but it baffles me why Zidane was so, so fixated with bringing in Pogba. So he did not have a plan B player. He did not have a plan C player. All he wanted was Pogba. Now, Pogba does not come and it leaves Zidane's midfield very, 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 very light. In that first game against Celta Vigo where yeah. he had he had to fall on that midfield three that he used in Zidane 1.0 mm-hmm. talking about Modric, Casemiro, Cruz. He was fine. He won that game. When Modric got in- injured, he had to fall on James Rodriguez and Cruz and Casemiro, that gave him a a very weak center. And that's what has been been affecting Madrid tactically because Mm. that means the defense has no proper protection from Mm. midfield Mm. because Casemiro has to do it all by himself with James and Cruz really offering next to nothing in defensive phases. I think this has been a problem Mm. since Zidane 1.0. It's only been Highlighted, and, and, and it's a matter of when than if huh. for me.
6: We'll get to the question, and that's an interesting one. And I find out what you guys think. But of course, at 55, um, I would activate the phone lines and hear from the Real Madrid fans. They've been all over on, <laughs> on, 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 on Facebook, and it'll well, be good to hear from them what they think about it. Goff, let me come to you on that. But the one side is about Zidane. What about the players? Are they, are they giving their best? Is it Zidane's job to remind them? There's no Cristiano Ronaldo and that. They have to step up. Yeah, I think that any time players get to a team like Real Madrid, there's
0: always that panic. Now I'm in a team that is quite huge, has seen the finest of players, and so what really do I bring on board? So I think there's that bit of phobia that sometimes affects the performances, and you need to be mentally strong to be able to fight some of these things because you look at a player like Eden Hazard. At Chelsea, he will be comfortable. He likes to move a lot. He likes to... Yeah, have his way. But then you get to a team like this and the coach tells you do this and everyone is watching, people are expectant and it gets to you. And if you look at even Zidane's comment about Jovic, yeah, when he arrived, yes, and during his training, uh, during his short training with the team, you realize that he wasn't so impressed with Jovic. And it tells you that, yes, I, I think it also boils down to the relationship. But aside, I think players have not lived up to expectation. Uh, for me, I felt that uh, Zidane, Zidane thinks that there are a lot of players that can give much more. Uh. Yeah, but I don't want to also think that or believe that he has issues managing players because he's a coach that coached the junior side of Real Madrid. Mm. Uh, he was able to bring up some good
6: talents as well. Then he comes to... Uh, has, he, has he probably forgotten about doing those things before? Because when these coaches start to win, they get arrogant. And Moreno can tell you that.
0: Yeah, exactly, to some point. Yeah. And I think that for him, what has hit him more is the fact that you're in a team that's concerned about the here and now. All they have done over the years is to get players who can provide them the results here and now. They don't care about what you did previously. You look at even Zidane's record. I mean, it's a beautiful record remember they sc- has scored about 128 yeah. goals, and yeah. Zidane, yeah,
8: they've
0: only lost, I think about 128. Okay. No, they've conceded, conceded. 128 yeah. times, yeah. and they've lost. He's only lost 27
6: times. Yeah, so that, 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 I, yeah. I, I think. I think, you think I think. I, if I, that's my question to you it's the players are not. What, it's not Zidane's job to be in the post. I, it, it's not Zidane's job no, no, to it. be in the post, but it is
2: Zidane's job to decide whether Kellenavas goes or exactly. Who and 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 coaching is all about decision making. And look. Uh, why, why why on earth do you send out Kelo Navas and bring in Alphonse Arriola, who does not really know this league? K- Kelo Navas really was his silver spray of hands, and, and 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 it baffles many. But look, that's just one of the, the decisions that Zidane got wrong. You want to look at how his newcomers have fared Yeah, tell me. <laughs> and, 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 and they've been quite poor so far they
6: were they were they were supposed the to
2: walk in that team and fit right into that team because that team was in a sharp decline they designed and did not have any time yeah to waste yeah but 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 here is Zidane who's brought in lads and, and, and almost half of them Eddie, are struggling Eddie, to find Eddie, their feet. Eddie,
6: Eddie, you continue. Let me just activate the phone line. Let me see if we can get in some three Real Madrid fans. Let's see the three lucky Real Madrid fans who get through to the show. 0302-216-541. 0302-216-541. Uh, great messages. But let's hear from you now. Eddie Akins. Yeah, you're talking about Zidane. Yeah. And so. and yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at, looking at this. this is I've got the first call on the line. Let's let's see. Hello, good afternoon. Your name, where are calling from? Hello, good afternoon. My name is Omus from Damadi. Okay, yeah. Real Madrid fan, I'm sure.
8: Yes. Better.
6: Okay, well. let me hear from you. Zidane to be blamed? I think Zidane
1: should be blamed. In the first place, he was given a target. And the target was to win a back-to-back Champions League. And he did that. And, and the players, he has uh, players like Isco, Asensio, uh, Casemiro. And they are young players. So what has he done? You see... <laughs> so he hasn't think, done anything wrong, eh? Yes, and me... Okay. I'm
8: also a Chelsea fan. I <laughs> try for a, a hazard, hazard. He should have... You, you should, should have,
6: have gone. You should have stayed. Yes. You should have stayed. Yes. Okay, thank you very much. Let's see if we can do... Uh, yes, two more. Hello, good afternoon, your name, where are you calling from?
3: My name is GC Foskel. I'm calling from Coforia.
6: Okay, Real Madrid fan. Um,
3: I think, Zidane, yeah, Madrid fans should have patience with him. I think uh, when patience, they they gave him there. the
6: team last season to start working on it. So won, this season will be smooth.
3: But, but but look, this guy won the Champions League back to back to back. He won it three times in a row. No coach has done that before, and we all know he did with Cristiano Ronaldo. Fine, but I think they should give him a chance. Hazard is now settling in. See, Chelsea and Real Madrid is not the same. Ah, okay. Real Madrid is up there, but Chelsea is
6: just a small club. Right, so we should give them time. Okay, let me, let me do the final caller then. Hello, good afternoon. Your name where you're calling from? Yeah, Adesito. Good afternoon. Hey, 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 hey. What's up? What's up? What's up?
8: Yeah, good, 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 good Okay, let's hear from you. Okay, go ahead. I think it's too early to call for the head of um, udan
6: Charlie Madrid, because yeah. It's, okay. They are doing it.
8: some new crop of players, and we shouldn't forget that other clubs are also preparing win a title. So we've given a little bit of time and he should also think of Machu issue. Let me try this, let me try this. You should go through the
1: rare players okay. and make sure that they play the I mean, perfect position. Football. Alright,
6: thank you very much. Uh, that That's for phone calls but guys, let's do the final question. Though, can Zidane put this right? Let me start with you Goffa quickly. Yeah, I think it will be difficult uh, given
0: uh, his relationship strain with some of the players. You look at Bill, you look at uh, even Jovic you can fetch him the goals I think that it will take some time For Zidane to be able yeah. to put things together
6: Like, like you know expecting expect him put yeah, it, Real Madrid, to put it right by Christmas
0: Real Madrid doesn't have that time uh. The players have lacked confidence, they've lacked identity And I think that they need someone uh, That can come to their level and fix this thing Already there's a, An issue with motivation Because yes. this team has won Champions League Back to back to back mm. They need to learn new stuff They need a certain new sense around them to be able to wake up you are not and realise sure. that Zidane they need can, to run can do the job. I don't think
6: so Eddie Akin can, can Zidane do the job can he, can he fix this look Real Madrid is in a transitional
2: phase uh, Zidane 2.0 uh, I don't think can handle that transition <laughs> Zidane 1.0 fed off uh, uh, Ancelotti and uh, Mourinho's work but this time they have to do it all by the, all by themselves uh, and I don't think Zidane, Zidane do 2.00 can do it
6: Thank you very much Eddie Akins for joining me on the show as well Gofred uh, Damte Lavi thank you oh, so much pleasure. guys and, and it'll be good to go through it there's more coming up really on first eight later this evening you really want to stick with us uh, at 7 p.m when we bring you that show that's it my name is George All Jr Be good use the news of two comes up shortly. <laughs>
7: Thanks for listening to The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. The podcast will be available online at myjoyonline.com in 30 minutes. This production was powered by Joy Sports and supported by the BBC World Service.